Hello, welcome to the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Black Type Bet. If you don't have a Black Type account and you'd like to give it a go this weekend, they're offering a £10 free football selection for anyone who signs up using the offer code NTT20. No deposit needed. Just sign up using the offer code NTT20. Make a football pick and you should find a £10 free bet nestled in your bet slip. So give Black Type a go uh, this weekend, whether it's one of the picks that we are making uh, or perhaps one of your own as well. We didn't have any scoreboard winners over Easter weekend, two rounds of fixtures, but no one managed to predict a game that would be nil-nil and another that would be over 4.5. So go again this weekend. Across the EFL on Saturday, we're looking for a nil-nil and a goal with a game rather with over 4.5 goals. You can tweet us at NTT20pod and at Black Type Bet with your picks. And if you win, that's a £20 free bet from Black Type. George, run us through last week. We've only got a couple to go now. So it's, uh, well, essentially, I thought the pressure was on, but you've managed to relieve the pressure somewhat. Hi, mate. Um, yeah, it was a, a decent weekend for me, thankfully. Um, with a winning nap. I mean, I think that Charlton price is going to go down as one of my biggest ever frustrations um, for multiple reasons, mainly being um, away for Easter weekend. Um, my head was all over the shop um, and I didn't quite have the uh, size bet that I should have done because that was a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I said as much on the podcast, so this isn't massive after time yeah, yeah. as well. Charlton, 5-6, to six, that was at home to Scunthorpe, 4-0, the final score. Very bizarre, that was. Um, so, yeah, I was plus 3.12. Um, you got your match and focus bet up and you nailed your BTTS but it was minus 1.84 so I'm minus 11.87 um, but given that I've chalked down Villa promotion as a winner um, <laughs> I'm, I'm near enough uh, I'm closer to Norton that suggests and you're uh, minus 24.41 um, so yeah as, as you say after scaring me a little bit that you might be um, on, on my coattails well, funnily um, enough, it was, it was a bit of a Spursy challenge, that wasn't it? You kind of came towards <laughs> me and then and then threatened and the a derby challenge. Yeah, if if we're talking EFL, um, well, I've said, I've got more of a banker than your Aston Villa promotion bet. Ooh. My equivalent that week was Villa top six and Walsall relegation double, yeah. uh, just over four to one. So hopefully, Sign. hopefully, it's not, you know it's not done. Um, before we get into our match in focus, Sunderland versus Portsmouth, George, something that. Um, I found very stark, very obvious, looking through the prices for this weekend. Um, the old teams with something to play for versus teams with nothing to play for has a, a much bigger effect on the bookies' prices than, than I thought. Maybe, I, I imagine you are less surprised about this, but do you sort of go, I know there are some people I tweeted about it who said, well, yeah, obviously it makes an unbelievably huge difference to a, to a game of football. And there's a part of me that wonders... Whether for, in, in some cases the bookies have gone way too far. Notts County are 1.85 to win a game. They've only won eight out of 44 games this season. They're playing against Grimsby, granted, but Grimsby beat Carlisle last weekend, who had much more to play for there. So I guess I, I guess I'm not entirely sure where I stand with this. I was wondering what your thoughts were. I, th- I think it's a case by case basis. It's <clears throat> circumstantial. Um, you can look at. Um, at previous records of certain managers and how their teams have got on in these kind of games. You can look at the teams, as you've just mentioned there, um, a team like Grimsby might be one to, although having, you know, I was going to say one to keep on side, but they were absolutely terrible until that game. So it's just con- contextualising it as well. Um, my championship pick today is a, uh, or it might be my long shot pick actually, is, is, is one where you might expect both teams not really have much to play for. So then you look at um, where the motives do lie and where the motivations are lie for the players. So 
I think you can definitely get an edge by backing teams who have seemingly nothing to play for. At the end of the day, it's still 11 footballers who could be playing for their contract, who could be playing for their next move. Um, like Curtis Nelson's a great example. He's probably going to win Oxford's player of the season pretty much on the basis of his fantastic last six weeks. The motivation for that, probably to get a, a better contract at whatever club he's going to next season. Um, so a lot of facets to look at. And I do think you shouldn't, I wouldn't say you should always back the team who, um, who's got something to play for, almost the opposite. But I would say definitely don't avoid these games because there are edges to be had. Okay, we're going to talk about Sunderland versus Portsmouth. We put this to a poll because there's three very big games in one in each division this weekend. We've got, of course, Bristol City against Derby, which will go a long way to deciding sixth spot. Middlesbrough hoping for a draw there, I think, really. Um, They themselves still in with a shout. We've got this Sunderland-Portsmouth game, which is huge for the second automatic League One spot, of course. Um, and in League Two, we've got Tramir against Berry, which will have a big impact on the automatic promotion places as well. But the poll was won by Sunderland Portsmouth, and I think it probably is the most tasty of the three, to be fair. We've got a Portsmouth side who have won at seven in a row, uh, won both their games on Easter weekend, uh, and a Sunderland side who are two points behind them. Um, they uh, had a, a, a bizarre... Easter weekend, really, in which they they put away Doncaster very comfortably at home um, and then had that disappointing late equaliser conceded against Peterborough. Um, So that puts them two points behind. They really need to win this game to have any chance of making the top two. Uh, George, we we touched on it a little bit on the Monday podcast. What do you reckon is going to happen in Sunderland against Portsmouth? What do you think are the key features of this game? Um, I think crucially for me it's got to be Portsmouth's I mean two things firstly Portsmouth's form is absolutely electric and I think that we can say that over the course of the season they're better than their league position of third suggests because it's one big blip blip that has scuppered their promotion chances and their form either side of that has been tremendous they are currently in the middle of a fantastic winning run um, and seem to have found a combination I've mentioned it so many times of, of being able to to play Pittman and Hawkins in the same team and, mm. and having uh, having Pittman scoring goals at the rate that he is currently, having Hawkins being able to hold up the ball. And I mean, there's literally no pace in those two players whatsoever. But then <laughs> with the likes of Lowe coming around the outside, they do have pace in the team as well. Um, so my constant issue with Sunderland is... They're, I mean, these days going forward, they're, they're a much better outfit, I would say. They're creating chances at a better rate than they were early on in the season. But they just concede chances so much. They lack control at the back. They really do. And, and I think it's personnel at the back. The, the, the defenders that they have in those positions, whether it's... I mean, Dunn is a player who's going to go on to much better things in time, but he's a very young player. Baldwin's a player who, who a lot of fans are excited about early on in the season. He's now obviously been dropped along with Flanagan. Uh, Ozturk back in the team who looked very very shaky on the season another one who, who really lacks pace um, so I, I don't doubt that Pompey will be able to create chances having said that it was a very professional win from uh, from Sunderland at the Stadium of Light last time out against Doncaster winning that game 2-0 um, but Doncaster don't really seem to be A, B in, in any kind of form at the moment and their away record is very poor um, so given the prices at the moment I, I don't really adhere to the idea that um, that Sunderland are the much more likely winners here. I think this is a classic case of home advantage, meaning that they are, I think, on a neutral ground. Um, as we saw in the checker trade, it was very, very level pegging, but I thought that Portsmouth were the better team in that game uh, over 90 minutes. And if I, you know, if they were to play at Wembley again, say in the playoff final, and it was and it was 10 to 11 each side, I'd have no doubt who I'd be backing. 
Um, so I think you can probably tell which way I'm leaning. Yeah, well, just a note on Portsmouth. I think we spoke so much early on in the season when they were on such a good run about Jamalo and Ronan Curtis. Now, Ronan Curtis uh, has had an impressive season, even if he doesn't play another minute. Uh, 11 goals and 12 assists, the old double-double. Um, but in the last seven games or so, well, he, he, he must have been injured for three games in, in March. He didn't play, wasn't in the squad at all for wins against Walsall, Scunthorpe and Shrewsbury. He's actually found it very difficult to get back into the side. He, he started in that big win uh, against Rochdale, which they won 4-1, but uh, hasn't started three of the last four, came on at half-time. When he doesn't play, it means that they get Pittman in to play close to Hawkins. It's actually Gareth Evans who gets moved out left, um, and I'm not really sure if I love that. It's obviously worked well in terms of results. I think I mentioned it on Monday. But I'm trying not to get too blinded by the fact Portsmouth have won seven games in a row because I watched both of those games over the Easter weekend. And despite the results, I, I, I just really wasn't convinced about them. If they play like that at the Stadium of Light, I don't think that they will get anything other than a draw. Now, of course, <laughs> Sunderland themselves, we've mentioned it, um, they do lack control. They don't kill games off. They almost always concede a goal um, at home as well. And yet, I I am going to side with Sunderland here. Um, there's a bit of this which is gut instinct, which is not something I've used very much on the betting show. <laughs> but uh, it's also partly because I really need to make up some points. So I, I basically have to treat the match in focus like a long that shot. That is, you can't, you, that you're deceiving the listeners if you're knowing you're, you know. Mate, it's my picks. The listeners can pick what they want. Uh, these are my picks, you know, um, and I need to make up some ground. I think that Sunderland with Wyke on really good form, he did miss a good chance against uh, Peterborough, but he is on good form. Um, I, I prefer it with Grigg on the bench, funnily enough. Uh, he hasn't looked fit since he's joined, and I think that they are a better prospect in that 4-2-3-1. Um, we do know that they concede pretty much at home almost every game. I'm going to pick 2-1 to Sunderland in this game. I think that home advantage will make a difference in this game. It's going to be some atmosphere at the Stadium of Light. Of course, if they go behind, um, we know that it can be difficult for the Sunderland players, but I think it's going to be really tight, um, I think that with not much pace on the pitch, apart from Jamal Lowe uh, in the Portsmouth side, um, it, it's, it's just going to be a, a bit of a game of chess almost with teams taking it in turns to be in possession and attacking the opposition. And uh, I'm going to take Sunderland 2-1 at 8-1. Tell me about your pick, but also uh, Black Tie are excited about this game as well. They've boosted a few goalscorer picks for us and for the listeners too. Yeah, so my selection here, um, good to see the good people at Black Type uh, seemingly agree with me. Um, going sta- industry standout, biggest price and odds checker on Sunderland. Um, but that's not enough to dissuade me with my pick. I think that Portsmouth um, are cracking value here at 11-5 to 5, and them just to win the game in 90 minutes. Um, Sunderland fans will be shocked to hear is, uh, is what I'm going for. And as you say, the enhanced offers from Black Type as well, um, they have pushed out Charlie White to 5-1. to one. Um, for, for first goal scorer and they have pushed out um, Brett Pittman out to 15-2 to two, which I think is a massive price so if you agree with me that Portsmouth are the team to be with here um, I'd suggest jumping aboard that 15-2 to two Pittman FGS as well and if you agree with me that Charlie Wyke is a very valuable focal point of this Sunderland side who over the last four or five games has had many chances created for him and been a perfect foil for on-running midfielders uh, I think he's a good bet 
uh, at five to one. So those are some boosted prices. Um, George, where are you going this week for your best bet in the EFL, the penultimate weekend of the season? Yeah, we're staying in League One. Um, and this is a case for me where it may look like both teams have something to play for. But as far as I'm concerned, Walsall are dead and buried. <laughs> I'm on this as well. <laughs> is this your nap? It's not my nap, though. Okay, good. Um, yeah, Peterborough at 7-5. to five, um, they, can, they can smell blood mm. uh, with Doncaster. Doncaster dropping three points at home to Arkington midweek. It's in Peterborough's hands now, um, pretty much. I think three wins would, would basically get them there. And, uh, and this Walsall team are just absolutely desperate. I think if you start the season in October, they are comfortably the worst team in League One. Um, and they do not have the fight or the bottle or the quality to do anything um, with this. So I'm not even going to complicate it particularly. Um, under, under Ferguson, Peterborough have, have been much improved recently. They're very, very solid at the back. I don't see Walsall having the tools at all to hurt them, um, unlike Peterborough, who, who they've just turned into a very solid team, a very un-Peterborough team. Um, yeah. Just no frills, getting the job done. Um, at 7-5, to five, this is an absolute knocker. I haven't really got anything extra to add my notes basically say Walsall offer very little Peterborough plenty to play for Walsall may be done been good at keeping opposition at bay in recent weeks especially the poorer teams at Peterborough and that's why I am uh, out of desperation more than anything um, picking Posh to win to nil in this game so I've gone a little bit further than you three to one is, is the price there Peterborough to win to nil that's my league one pick my nap is Brentford to beat Bolton away now I completely understand that at 8 to 11, uh, there'll be many people listening to this knowing full well what Brentford's away form has been like this season and who would, you know, throw their phone on the floor in disgust, rip their headphones out, uh, unsubscribe and never listen again. <laughs> but uh, they're away at Bolton Wanderers. And I mean, it's, it's so much about Bolton, this. Um, that They've already been relegated, of course. Not that Brentford have anything to play for either, but more the point that in the last well in the last three months or so since the beginning of February it's just been absolutely desperate for Bolton uh, off field issues which we know about um, but on the pitch as well they found it really really tough Uh, it's 13 defeats and three wins in their last uh, 16 games Uh, they haven't scored in their last four Um, they've lost their last four at home um, only scoring one goal in that time and it, it's a Brentford side that's being used partly due to injuries, but partly, I think, with an eye on next season, a little experimentally. Um, there are some fringe players coming into the side and getting a, f- a few more minutes. Um, they put in that fantastic performance against Leeds at Griffin Park o- on the weekend. And we know, that, we know that at Griffin Park, they are a completely different team to away from home. But I kind of think, even with their horrendous away record, <laughs> when we justify our picks... I, we so often just end up saying this is a football match between two teams and one team is just so much better than the other one. Yeah. Um, at 8 to 11, um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a particularly exciting price, but that's why I've napped it up. Um, two points on Brentford to beat Bolton away, my best bet in the EFL this weekend. Um, you need to tell us about your championship pick. I found it difficult this week to, to find something that stood out. Yeah, my championship pick, Sheffield Wednesday at 15-8 to 8 at Preston. Um, two teams with, with nothing to play for. Um, but I think one team is enjoying that and one team is, is on the beach. Um, Preston's 4-0 win um, was... 
Again, sip switch. <laughs> so we, we, I think we can kind of uh, draw a line through that one. <laughs> I like how you're laughing with a bottle of water in your face as well. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wanted she- to make sure you got the credit you deserve for that illuminating line. And uh, whereas a Sheffield Wednesday, free of the shackles of any pressure, um, are, uh, are just reveling in it, really. We saw them go to Norwich and, and upset the party there. We saw them um, dispose of Bristol City pretty comfortably as well. Um, I think at the moment they are a top six team and, and are just enjoying their football. Preston, I think keeping hold of Alex Neal was was the kind of success at the end of the season for Preston and now it's just a case of getting through to the end of it um, and rebuilding for next season and keeping hold of their star assets. Um, I think this is yeah a, a, a cracking, cracking bet at 15 to 8. I think you're a top six podcaster enjoying your <laughs> podcasting and it's lovely to be a part of. Um, let's go down to League Two. My pick in League Two is MK Dons to beat Colchester. Um, and that's 33 to 20. So that's 2.65 in uh, decimals. And it's a knock on the home team as much as, as, as any sort of love for MK Dons here. Colchester beat MK Dons on the 22nd of December at Stadium MK. Uh, they were third at that stage uh, in the automatic promotion places. That was the 24th game, I believe, of the season, or maybe the 23rd game of the season. Well, 21 games since then, since Christmas. Colchester in the league table in that time, 20th. Six wins, five draws, and 10 defeats. They've got the same amount of points in that time as Macclesfield. They've got fewer points than Grimsby, fewer than Crawley fewer than Morecambe and it, it really is some fall from grace um, it, it's fair to say that while uh, those who don't focus that closely on Colchester might sort of have kind of missed this I know for a fact that the fans have not missed this and they are quite rightly in a state of some consternation about the fact they've gone from third to outside of the playoff places um, over the course of a miserable four months um, they've had an issue with their goalkeepers. Rene Gilmartin was not playing to a particularly high level. He was dropped eventually and Dylan Barnes came in and then he was sent off on the weekend, uh, on Monday rather, against Yeovil. So that's not ideal. You'd think Gilmartin will come back in for this one, but it's kind of a difficult situation when you've literally just dropped him. Uh, they've lost six of their last 10 uh, league games, Colchester, three of them 3-0 and three of them 2-0. Now, throughout this run, they have shown occasionally that they can drop in a good performance and, and win a game comfortably, sort of harking back to their early season form. Um, but it's just three goals in their last eight games, one from Nuble, one from Eastman from a set piece on Monday, and one late screamer from Vincent Young against Cambridge. So they're really struggling to create good chances uh, and to put them away. And you look at the likes of Smodix, Courtney Senior, who we bang on about when they're in good form, and when they're really not playing well, we kind of go quiet on them. So I think it's, you know, you, you, you do need not to be harsh, but to flag up the fact that some of these players that we speak about glowingly are not performing consistently, um, not scoring, not creating goals in the same way that they did. So uh, I'm a bit anti-Colchester at the moment. MK Dons, as we know, if they win this game, they'll be in a, such a strong position ahead of that final day in which Mansfield 
uh, in which they play Mansfield. Um, they rarely concede more than one goal. MK Dons, we know they don't always take their chances at the rate that, that you'd want them to as a backer, but they do create plenty. Um, I was a bit burned with them last weekend, uh, only getting that draw on Monday, uh, but I'm going with them again. Uh, 33 to 20 they are to beat Colchester. That's my League 2 pick. Uh, what about yours? Cobblers, nice. um, a team that I decided in about November just to kind of ignore for the season because mm-hmm. I couldn't really get them right, but it's more about Yeovil here. Um, I, there are signs of life I guess in Yeovil I think they're managing to, to keep it a bit tighter since uh, sacking Darren Way but it's getting to the stage now two points off safety with Macclesfield with a winnable game of Paul Vale um, <laughs> who, where, where they're going to they, they can't settle for a draw here they cannot shut up shop and hope for nil-nil it's not going to be good enough um, Northampton in their last home game dispatched Macclesfield with ease Macclesfield are a, a far stronger team in my view than, um, than Yeovil and if this game was happening in January um, I'd pretty sure Northampton would be odds on it's back to the old um, Northampton season is over but there's no doubt in my mind that Cobblers fans and players will be looking to uh, to send Yeovil down that'll be there not for any reason just if it was anyone um, you know there's still always <laughs> there's still always an incentive to do so um, yeah I'm surprised it's odds against and at, uh, at 11 to 10 that's my pick in League 2 okay uh, the final two selections each both teams to score and the long shot. I'll let you pick which one you'd like to t- tell me about first. Yeah, long shot. Um, and it's, it's what I was talking about earlier with uh, two teams with seemingly little to play for. I think we have... To, I mean, I was tempted to tip up an, an Ipswich-related bet because I do think that they are going to make life difficult for <coughs> Sheffield United on Saturday, but we've been through that, mate, and we're not, <laughs> not going to fall out over it. Um, but it's, it's the Sunday game. It's the Leeds-Villa game. Um, if you will not find me backing Leeds odds on in this game. Um, Villa 10 get 10 wins in a row. Um, absolutely flying form. Leeds utterly dejected. Um, and despite my thinking that Ipswich will make life difficult for Sheffield United, there's no denying the fact that the likelihood is that Leeds, this will be a dead rubber for Leeds. You have to, you have to assume that going into it, even if um, you know, there's a reason why Sheffield United are five on. So even if they're, I think that's too short, they're still heavily odds on to, to win that game. Um, and I can see, I mean, we, we talk about Leeds' issues scoring goals and converting chances. Um, a lot of talk about Villa going forward at the moment, but we've, as we've said on the, on the Monday pod there, or Tuesday pod this week, their defence is, is key to this as well. They're, they're not conceding goals um, and they're looking very, very solid indeed. Um, so at, uh, at eight to one, I think that Villa to win to nil is, is just a huge, huge price um, because who knows how... Marcelo Bielsa is going to approach this game as well. We don't really know how he's going to look at this, if he's going to prepare for the playoffs by resting players. Given the, his attitude normally, we can probably expect not. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just think it's a huge, huge price. Eight to one winner would be really nice at this stage. Uh, I've got a 17 to two price, so just a shade above that. Um, it's Jack O'Connell to score any time for Sheffield United against Ipswich. Now, I know I've got this, this is one of my vices, isn't it? Centre-back goal-scoring bets. And um, I need to review at the end of the season whether it's making me much money. There have been a couple of real standouts over the course of the season. Semi Ajayi, uh, 80-1, to one springs to mind. But um, it's Jack O'Connell, and there's a few reasons for it. Look, I, I went on a big rant on... It wasn't so much a rant, it was more of a daydream, I guess, on the Monday pod, which was on Tuesday, um, in which I, I, I basically played out this Sheffield United-Ipswich game. You think Ipswich will make it hard for them. I think Sheffield United will win by three goals or more. Um, I, I just 
look, it, they're going to have such extended spells of pressure here in this game. Ipswich, I'm sure, will battle bravely. Um, but Sheffield United, the, the, the onus is on them. Um, all this what, something to play for versus nothing to play for. I mean, this is the, this is the absolute version of this. Uh, Sheffield United literally winning promotion to the Premier League, uh, essentially, if they win this game. And, uh, and Ipswich, um, you know, looking forward to life in league while many of those players might be leaving the club. Um, there's going to be extended pressure. There's going to therefore be, George, a lot of corners. And Sheffield United are quite good at corners. Um, we've been saying that for a, for, for a few years now. Alan Nil, the assistant manager, is a... Nilsey, by the to his mates. Nilsey, yeah. He's, a, he's a <laughs> Juan, I always call him. Yeah, Juan Nil. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> he's very imaginative when it comes to uh, set-piece routines. That's been highlighted excellently by Ollie Walker, our good friend and analyst last season in an excellent piece. Um, and what stands out watching Sheffield United is that they use screens to great effect. So um, as the corner comes in, uh, you'll see a Sheffield United defender essentially um, screen one of his teammates' markers uh, in order to get his teammate free and, and a clear header at goal. And it's not always Jack O'Connell that benefits from that. Uh, sometimes he is the screenee and sometimes he is the screener. And I think in this life, we all play both roles at, at different times. Um, but he is a threat from these. And I think they're going to have a lot of set pieces. Um, they are good at them. And O'Connell is, is one obvious target. So it's 17 to 2, just over 8 to 1. That's my long shot this weekend, which leaves us a couple of both teams to score bets. George Alec. Yeah, BTTS, no. And it's on a similar line to one of your bets earlier. Um, Bolton are rubbish. And uh, I guess... Brentford's defensive record away from home isn't very good, so that's why you're getting a whopping 11 to 10 here. Um, BTTS, yes, is like four to six, and that means you're backing Bolton to score at you know, very, very short odds, which I wouldn't do. Um, so it, it's in line with your thinking, um, where this Bolton team is just utterly miserable. And d- despite Brentford's away frailties, which could also play into the hands of the bet as well, where they may struggle to score, although it's unlikely, um, I think it's just quite a risk-free way of, of landing a BTTS no bet at 11 to 10. My BTTS no bet is also 11 to 10, also in the championship. Uh, and it's Bristol City against Derby. This is another huge game. And I've been flip-flopping all sorts of ways on what I think the, the result of the game will be. Um, a draw, not necessarily that helpful for, for either side. But there's, there's cases to be made for and also against both teams. Um, so it's hard to pick a. I'm finding it difficult to pick a winner. I probably would lean towards Bristol City, uh, and and that's because Derby away from home. I've spoken about it before. Are not creating enough at all. There's a big difference between their home form and their away form. It's been poor since Christmas. They drew two all against Birmingham in their last away game. Um, but generally, over the last five six games, they're really struggling to create any sort of good looks, any sort of. Um, good shots in those games uh, and that's even with Mason Mount back in the team so it, it's up against a Bristol City defence that's one of the best in the league uh, if not the best in the league uh, and and we can expect Lee Johnson to get this right tactically I think and we can expect Frank Lampard to not do anything different tactically so I think there's a bit of an advantage there for Bristol City they've got the home advantage I'm not sure how big I think that is because Bristol City have probably impressed me away from home more than at home this season but I don't see it being a a particularly open high scoring game Um, I think it'll be more likely tense and tight 
Uh, and I think that Derby might struggle to create a lot of chances. So I'm going to go for BTTS. No, I could see it being nil-nil. I could see it being one-nil either side. Uh, it's 11 to 10. Um, George, all that remains is for you to remind me, uh, remind our listeners what your picks are this uh, weekend as you look to finish the season strong. Yeah, it's Pompey in, in the match and focus to win. Um, and then the nap is Peterborough to win at Walsall. Um, in the championship, it is Sheffield Wednesday to win at Preston. Uh, in League 2, Cobblers to dispatch of Yeovil. Uh, the long shot is Villa to win to nil. And BTTS no in Bolton against Brentford. Right, and my selections for this weekend in the match in focus. I'm going to pick Sunderland to beat Portsmouth 2-1 in that huge game at the Stadium of Light. Um, I've got Brentford to beat Bolton as my nap. Peterborough to win to nil against Walsall. Uh, MK Dons to beat Colchester uh, O'Connell, any time goal scorer, 17 to 2 in Sheffield United against Ipswich and BTTS no in Bristol City against Derby. Uh, the last call if you are as excited about Sunderland against Portsmouth as we are. And if you have any strong feelings about Brett the Hitman Pittman or Charlie Wyke, uh, goal scorer. Not, as, not Chris Wyke. <laughs> no, not Chris Wyke, as someone said on the Quest highlights on Monday. <laughs> Which you should um, tune in for as well. Which you should tune in for as well. <laughs> anyway, if you think Charlie White might score first, if you think Brett Pittman might score first, Black Type's a good place to be. There'll be top price on both of those. Uh, 15 to 2 for Pittman uh, and 5 to 1 uh, for Wyke. I'm a Wyke fan. Uh, George is a Hitman Pittman fan. I'm a Pittman. <laughs> He's a Pittman. And uh, we've, we've loved recording. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Um, not too many betting shows left this season, but thank you for sticking with us um, through the thick and thin. Please tweet us with your fancies this weekend, especially in that Sunderland Pompey game. Let us know what you think at NTT20pod. Make sure you tweet in your scoreboard picks um, to at BlackTypeBet as well. And we'll talk again reviewing this exciting weekend of football on Monday. <laughs>